Hi, this is Peyton with Girls Gone Right. Tonight we have Kangmin Lee. He is a Korean Christian conservative speaker, actor, creator, commenter, and artist. I first heard Kingman speak at my church, Freedom House, and I was just immediately inspired by his story. Um, in America, we get to practice our religion freely, and I think that was something that I took for granted a little bit. After hearing Kingman speak, um, it was just like a, a wake-up call that we need to protect our freedom and protect our religion, because in the U.S., we have this huge opportunity to practice our religion and to worship and in other countries that is something that is not celebrated it could be punished or worse our religion is definitely a, a privilege here so i'm gonna have kingman just give us a little bit of your background hey uh thanks for having me on and i'm just gonna correct you right now uh it's kongman so oh my for gosh one listening it's you all said good. this at church uh, too it is kongman yeah. okay yeah, i'm so yeah. sorry I mean, it's all good. You know, everyone sees my name. It's like, oh, it looks like Kangman. So, you know, most people Kangman. think it's Kangman. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's all good. Uh, I don't hold that against you. I don't think you're a racist or a bigot for saying that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I just literally all I do is rant from my bedroom and travel the country and also rant um, <laughs> in front of people. So that's basically what I do. And um, I just really talk about what's really important and today you know everything political is deeply spiritual and so for someone who um you know loves the lord and for me my faith is very important um and i believe that as christians we should be walking out our faith in fear and trembling and always doing everything in our power to in our everyday conversations and everything that we do that we're not only evangelizing the gospel but we're also evangelizing um, god's commandments and his values and his um, ethic or and his desired ethic for uh, his people and so i think it's very important for us to realize like we're living not in a political war or cultural war we're living in a spiritual war right now in the midst of a spiritual war and spiritual warfare only gets worse and for us we have to be equipped with the armor of god uh, but also to you know not be afraid and to go out and fight the good fight yeah, I definitely agree. I think, I mean, as, as Christians, especially in today's day and age, I know a lot of people are apprehensive about standing up for our religion because it's like, we're like, wait, we have to love thy neighbor. We have to be kind. And that is, that is very true. Um, but it is also important as a Christian that we are warriors in our faith and that we protect our, our God and the gospel and we are able to share our faith faith with others and be able to have this open conversation. Um, and I know in other countries, it is not the same case. You are not allowed to practice your religion freely around the whole world. And I think that's why it's so important as a Christian that we stand up for our faith because in America, yes, we have the, the, the freedom to practice our religion, but that's right now. In other countries, it's happening there where they, they don't get to practice their religion freely. So in in Korea, how how does what's the contrast there? Well, obviously, I think all of us know pretty much the basics of North Korea. It's communist dystopia, uh, probably the worst, if not one of the worst um, places to live on planet Earth, <laughs> where you have no, you can't have any, you can't practice any religion, you can't express anything that would go contrary to the state, 
and if you do or if any of your family mem family members are caught doing so um you know you're sent to concentration camps and never to be seen or heard and um you know starvation poverty uh just living conditions there are just horrible you see so many kids malnourished and you know um when you're malnourished kids are malnourished they develop uh, like bloated stomachs and so you see a lot of these kids um short not you know just completely um, they look like skeletons because they're just so malnourished and wow. so north korea is a dystopia and so whenever I, it's just so funny to me um that a lot of asian uh, americans a lot of millennials and gen z asian americans are super liberal and they don't realize what they're advocating for is inching closer and closer to communism uh, while we as Koreans we know what communism does to a country and we've seen that firsthand in North Korea uh, but in South Korea you know South Korea after the Korean War was actually under a dictatorship um, and so it was under a dictatorship and and so a lot of people it was it was under the guise of freedom but really it was a dictatorship and then so political dissidents and people who disagreed with the dictator would be you know put in prison and so there wasn't really freedom of speech there wasn't really freedom of association none of that and then so in the 90s there was a lot of demonstrations by korean um, protesters and guess what flag they flew um they flew the american flag and wow. so you know this idea of i guess democracy and representation was really implemented very recently in korea in south korea but then with um modernity and technology and the internet and all that stuff and the social media age and with this idea of inclusivity social justice all that stuff it's bleeding into korea and then especially because of covid um yeah south korea is becoming also slowly um but surely uh a very scary totalitarian um communist state-run country where like if you go to korea um you have to quarantine for two weeks if you want to travel even uh, they used to have it okay if you're vaccinated you don't have to do that but now they implemented it again with the Omic omicron variant everyone that you yeah you have to uh regardless of your vaccination status you have to quarantine for two weeks uh but what they do is they track you with your phone and then so they call you the government calls you very like frequently throughout the day and to make sure that you're picking up and then if you're not picking up um they come to your door to the place you're supposed to be quarantining and uh also they like track your phone too so to make sure that like you're at the place that you said you are and so it's pretty creepy um you know we're seeing that in america too it's like not like america's immune to it because you see new york too like today do bill de blasio literally mandated that all private employers ha uh, and employees have to be vaccinated and um everyone over the age of five um so children too uh have to get vaccinated or else they can't go to restaurants they can't go to en entertainment venues uh they can't live a life in new york city so um yeah it's, it's getting pretty bad in america too and I, I think i don't think people realize that um this totalitarian dystopia that we always warned about and talked about and we thought it was always somewhere in a third world country is um actually here at our door doorsteps and being implemented as we speak yeah. I mean, like, I mean, it's happening in Australia. We have it in France. I mean, Canada is like going down the same road. My friend lives in Canada and I mean, she had to quarantine and do the same thing. She visited America and had to go back. Um, and they did the phone tracking system where they like call you, check in on you. And if you don't answer, they will come to your house. So it's, I mean, we're, he it's, people think that America is 
like, oh, this is a free country. Like they take it for granted and they're like, it would never happen here because it's America. But like no one realizes that like they're taking inch by inch and like in the blink of an eye, it's going to be gone because I mean, New York City is going down the same path. I mean, they have their own tyranny going on in New York City. Um, so I think that is just, I mean, we have red flags and everyone's ignoring it because they, they take it as the government's protecting us. And I mean, with social media, it's obviously, I mean, it is a different contrast from other countries, especially like in North Korea. But I mean, people get thrown in Twitter jail. Everything's censored. Like the censorship is crazy right now. Like it has gotten so bad within the past five years. And I think people just are just like, it, it keeps us safe or it's, it's taking away the bad things on the internet, but I mean, it is heading towards communism. I think a lot of countries are heading that way and people are not going to have it. It's going to get really, really scary. And I think people, I mean, people want freedom. People want, want to practice their religion. People want to practice freedom of speech and people are going to have to start to stand up for that. So, I mean, as, as Christians, we, we definitely need to protect our faith. Um, we want to practice the, our religion and stand up. I've been referred to, and I guess as like an extremist or a, a crazy conservative Christian because I stand up for what I believe in. And I, I mean, I definitely want, want to protect it. And I do feel like we need to stand up for the, our values and be loud. Our Jesus was not moderate. Um, he, he also wanted to to spread faith and I mean you have to be passionate. So what I mean I guess like the lukewarm Christians, the people that want to just keep the peace, what it what can we do to get those apprehensive people to just stand up for our faith and know that it's okay. You don't have to be scared. You don't have to fear judgment from others for standing up for your beliefs. I think we just have to wake them up um because um for me when I it, I, I was able to make the connection, and this is how we wake Christians up, really, I believe, uh, true Bible-believing, gospel-affirming, actual, genuinely saved Christians, where um, I feel like most Christians in America are very apolitical. And, and so to wake them up, we have to be able to make that connection to show them like what's happening in politics in our culture today is deeply spiritual, and it will affect your day-to-day. Because... Unfortunately, most Christians are so comfortable and they've lived this life of luxury and comfort um, where they could just live their day to day, not say like not say anything and not have to stand up for anything. And I was like, oh, it's so nice. Um, And this has led to a weak, fragile church. But they have to realize, like, you know, for example, the LGBTQ stuff. Um, they'll say, oh, you know, just live and let live. Let, just, let, let, just, let them just do what they want. And then now every single social media network, every dating app has literally makes you say what your pronouns are. In public schools all over the country, I never thought this would happen too. But like my sister's in high school. And in her high school, literally during her um, theater rehearsal, they were like, hey, so they sat in a circle and they're like, hey, so let's all share our pronouns. And then like half the kids identified as non-binary. And then my sister was like, what the crap? And <sighs> this is coming for you. And this is also bleeding into the church where you literally have churches flying BLM and LGBTQ flags. And I'm like, okay, those aren't really churches. Those maybe it's uh, temples of Satan. But anyways, um, it's like like we have to, we have to realize that, again, what I mentioned earlier, that 
politics and cultural stuff today is deeply spiritual. And also, not only is it deeply spiritual, but it will affect you and it will come for you. You can try to keep your head in the sand as long as you want, but it will come for you and your children and your family demanding compliance and demanding that you bow down at the altars of these woke idols and these progressive idols. And you're going to have to make a decision sooner or later or whenever, but it will come for you. And you will have to make a decision whether or not you stand up for Christ and you denounce Christ or you you bro- boldly proclaim not only that Christ is Lord, but at, that his truths are literally the truth and that it's uh, that the word of God is inerrant and that his moral standard is the moral standard that we as humans and people as image bearers of God have to abide by. And so see, here's the thing. It's like, I always say this Christians who won't even say that men are not women today when the only like, yeah, you, we get censored. Yeah, like, you know, we're going to get the woke mob coming for us. We're going to have tons of people say you're so bigoted and whatever. But if you can't even affirm that men are not women and that men can't get pregnant and that it mm. is not a good thing, it's not something that should be glorified or celebrated where two men or two women are having sex. If you can't do that, then there's no way that when the when preaching the gospel is illegal in this country if it gets to that point god forbid when saying and proclaiming the name of christ as lord when that becomes illegal you will not i i repeat you will not stand for the gospel because it is so it's so easy right now when it's still legal for the most part to say men are not women and you can't even share the gospel right now either there's no way that when it becomes illegal, you're going to share the gospel. So um, I think we just have to wake people up and show them again, like this is not political. This is the work of the enemy that literally he is making all these these issues that are a matter of sin. He's, he's masking it under the guise of politics so that you would just shut up and comply. When in reality, this is all spiritual warfare. This is why, again, we say something that's political and like half the country freaks out because again you know demons don't like when their sins are called out and they don't like the truth um so i think we have to start realizing again like like wake up uh grow a pair of balls for the men out there who are still silent and (laughs) like speak out in truth and stand up for the truth because um if we truly do believe that jesus is the way the truth and the life then why are we withholding that from people and I mean, like the the devil disguises itself as whatever it needs to be to get you to comply. Mm-hmm. So like these these things like critical race theory, feminism, LGBTQ, whatever comes after that, like all of these trends are like or, or whatever you call it, it's like cultural trends in society. Like people accept it, but like it the the devil will disguise itself as whatever whatever it needs to do to infiltrate your life. So it may look like mm-hmm. feminism. And it might be like, oh, okay, well, we just want equal rights, but it's not. It is It is something that's going to take you away from God. It's going to take you away from your faith. You're now worshiping feminism instead of instead of God. Critical race theory, it is, I mean, it is just an attack on, on our society. It's an attack on our, our nuclear family, our faith. And I just think, like, we, we have to stop 
we have to stop gravitating towards these trends in society that people are like, oh, we have to fight for this BLM. But it's, it's not woke America anymore. Like that is, it is the devil taking away people from the Lord. And yeah, it's, it's so funny to me. Like, I don't understand how Christians like literally take moral advice and moral cues from a godless secular culture that professes and avows to hate Christ. These people, BLM, the champions of CRT, the champions of the LGBTQ, the champions of radical feminism, the champions of queer theory, the champions of all these godless, postmodern, nihilistic, neo-Marxist ideologies, they all hate God. And then Christians look at that. They're like, you know, that's kind of popular in culture. How can I fit that into the Bible? It's like, no. Can you like? Can we first start from a place where we get our theology and our philosophy and our moral ontology and all our fundamental worldview and our moral framework from the Word of God first and foremost? And this is again, this is heresy and this is blasphemy. Where people take what's happening in a world that hates God and try to shove it into Scripture and try to reinterpret Scripture through that. Right? It's so insane. They say, "Oh, you know." BLM, yeah, so like we like there's such it's such a white supremacist country, and then they look at scripture and they're like, okay, Jesus was against racism, which is true, and they're like, because Jesus was against racism, we need to stand up and in solidarity with this neo-Marxist organization that says they want to up uphold trans rights, they believe in trans rights, they want to dismantle the nuclear family and disrupt it and re- and replace it, and it's literally a demonic organization that does performs witchcraft and prays to the dead. And I'm like, and the Christians are aligning themselves with this. And then there's Christians who are like, well, I don't support the organization. I just support the movement. The movement was started by the organization. What spiritual, um, what, what spiritual undertones and underpinnings do you think this movement has? If an um, organization has completely fabricated a lie about race race relations in this country. Do you really think that movement around that lie is really of God? No, it's complete bullcrap. That's what it is. It's complete. It's a, it's a lie. And so as Christians, we're not called to live by lies. And this is also, this also applies to the COVID scandemic. And then so <laughs> here's the thing. It's a real thing. I know people who got genuinely sick from it. I know people who have died from it. But, you know, there were so many other more more serious deadly diseases in the past and our government never did this anywhere near this kind of government overreach small and we're doing this yeah and we're doing this for a virus that has what a 99.9 percent survival rate they're literally closing down borders they're ramping up vaccine mandates for the omicron virus the, the variant when literally there's no one who's died from it yet there's no, it's like, and the people are freaking out and Christians are like, we got to all get vaccinated yeah. to protect our neighbor. But then it's like, you guys realize that if you get this vaccine, it doesn't protect, it doesn't prevent um, transmission or infection. You can still get it and die. I literally at the company I worked at, which I got fired from, um, I had someone at my company at my site who was fully vaccinated, got COVID and died. Oh so gosh. then it's like, it's like. And it doesn't prevent infection. It doesn't prevent transmission. And so the Christians are living as if, like, it actually does something. And also cloth masks don't do anything. Maybe N95 and KN95 masks, fine. But cloth masks don't do anything. But still, Christians are like, you have to wear this filthy, dirty cloth mask. 
and muzzle yourself in order to love your neighbor. And all of this, it's all predicated on lies. And Satan is the great deceiver. He is the author of deception and confusion. And so much of the church, because they aren't in the word, they're not in prayer, and they're not, they don't actually genuinely know the Lord and are filled with the spirit. They can't discern right from wrong. And then so they're they're literally I don't say this lightly, but progressive Christ, progressive Christians are literally doing the work of the devil. Devil, you have people from the temple of Satan, from satanic cults, literally on TikTok, on the internet, say thank you, progressive Christians, because you guys are doing the work of Satan, and we're in this together. And if a Satanist literally tells you that you're doing good work. Christian, like, maybe you shouldn't be on that side, and maybe you should reconsider your position. Yeah. Okay, so I know you worked, like, as a pharmaceutical sales rep, so how how did that end? Like, when they, I know, you like, the last time I heard you speak at Freedom House, they said that you, um, like, they you got terminated, correct? Okay, so was it, did you get, was it, like, how did you try to fight back? Yeah, so basically, uh, I wasn't a pharmaceutical sales rep. I wish I was, because all they do is literally <laughs> uh, get free food and buy drinks with um, people and try to kind of bribe people um, <laughs> to uh, hospitals and doctors and stuff to use their products. Um, but um, I was an engineer, and so I worked in manufacturing and the manufacturing side of things. And I basically at my company, you know, they I was I was pretty like quiet like like i i just was like okay like you know they're not imposing vaccines or anything you know i'm just like whatever um yeah i'm willing to wear a mask cause, like because like basically at my company i had to wear wear a mask when i came in and but then i could take it off at my desk and i was like well if i could just take it off my desk it's like i'm okay it's like no whatever <laughs> not a big deal um and then but then um our higher ups like sent out an email saying like oh we're flirting with a vaccine mandate like about a vaccine mandate and that's not off the table in the beginning though last year they said like no there will never be a vaccine mandate it will never mandate it for employees and then now they're like oh we're gonna flirt with this vaccine mandate and it's not off the table and so i was like this is bad like i this is not okay and then so <laughs> i left a lot of comments i spoke out very vocally about this and i just like was like citing sources i was like you're wrong you're wrong stop lying to us uh and then Basically, the higher-ups at my company, this is a huge company, right? Global, um, multi-million dollar company. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, so then so higher-ups caught wind of that. They found my social media, and then they literally targeted me. And it was, it was a targeted attack. Like, I, I'm not saying that to slander them. Like, literally, that's what it was. They found my social media. They dug up into my older post. They saw one of the posts where I said, "Let's, I'll fight like hell against the vaccine mandates. And then they found a comment in another post where I said, Hey, like, you know, it's, it's a good time to like buy firearms if you haven't already, you know? Um, and then, so they are like, okay, so this guy poses a violent threat to the company. And I was like, what? And then so they were and, like digging for it. Yeah. They're digging for it. Like there's no way you could have looked at my profile and the totality of my content and assumed that I ever, cause I never ever advocated or called for violence ever. I never promoted violence. I always condemned it all the time. And then so they were not being fair and they're, they're trying to dig up dirt and they, it was basically, they slandered me and they were like, okay, you're, you're a violent threat to the company. I was like, wait, 
do I not have a say? Like, I literally, first of all, I don't even have a gun yet. I don't own one yet, yet, <laughs> um, but I don't own a gun. Second of all, I've been working at this company for over a year, over a year. I've gotten good performance reviews. All the people I've worked with liked working with me. My supervisor loved me. Like, like what? What is the problem? Like, it's just be, is it because you guys hated what I have to say about the vaccines? You're like, this decision is final. We can't say anything else. Um, and I was like, what? And then so yeah, they just terminated me on the spot, and that's what happened. Oh my gosh! So did you like try to to fight back with HR? after this happened yeah i couldn't i mean they they made the decision um and it wasn't just from like like a lowly hr person like it was from the higher ups like they were like boom they they brought down the hammer so they targeted me um and then so it was funny though because a lot of employees at my company they really backed me and they like sent me emails and all that stuff like saying thank you but then uh once they imposed the vaccine mandate um a lot of people reached out and was like yeah like I, I, I got fired. I had to leave the company because I didn't get the vaccine. And so I was like, dang, um, it's bad. Like, it, I don't think people realize it's getting bad. Um, and yeah. so uh, that's kind of like what it was. I couldn't find that. I try to look into like legal steps and maybe legal action I could take. Um, it's there, so hard. It, 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 it was, <laughs> it's hard because I, it's, it, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to prove that they did it um, for discriminatory reasons under a protected class and, there's no way I could prove that they did it because I'm Asian. And so I was like, yeah, yeah. Like political yeah. discrimination is not protected under the law. So man, yeah. that, yeah. and I feel like, I mean, the vaccine mandate, a lot of, I mean, there's, there's Christians. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people and you don't even have to be Christian, but there's a lot of people that are just like, yeah, honestly, it is what it is. Just get it, whatever, get over it. But it's just, no one cares until it happens to you. Like, I mean, a lot of people have not been affected and have not been vaccinated, but they're staying silent. And it's just, that could happen to you though. Like a lot of jobs come next year, who knows what's going to happen? Like companies may not do it, but also private companies have that option to say, if they want to mandate it, they can mandate it. And that could be your job. It could be your, your, someone in your family's job where it's not just like a job anymore. Like that is their livelihood. People dedicate and work eight to five and they dedicate their lives to these companies and here they are just giving them an ultimatum, like keep your job and get vaccinated or you're fired and go work somewhere else. So now we're at this time in our life, like where we need to stand up for the people because people are going to either have to make a decision that is a medical decision and they should be the ones to make it. Or, I mean, they're going to, they're going to stand up and lose their job. And like, I mean, my company, I work for corporate America they what's going to happen next year or something yeah so i i think i think people guys like newsflash for everyone listening um you will never be fully vaccinated you will never be fully vaccinated because you know they keep lying and people have to start waking up like they keep lying to your face in the beginning when the vaccines first started to roll out they're like it's trump thick feet and never gonna get it it's this bad uh so politicized <laughs> and then as soon as biden comes into office they're like oh it's the safest best vaccine ever and they're like, it's so effective, so safe, so durable. You get do both doses, you're set, you're safe from COVID. And then now, every, as as the months went on, they're like, oh, it's like 90% effective, 80% effective, 60% effective. And now they're like, oh, efficacy wanes after six months. So now you're going to have to get a booster. And then yeah. when the booster efficacy wanes, what are they going to do? You're going to get another, you're going to have to get another booster. And then, you know, they're, you know, Pfizer and Merck are trying to, you know, get this COVID pill FDA approved so that you got to take it in conjunction with your boosters. 
You're never going to be fully vaccinated. You will never be fully vaccinated. If they actually cared about your health and wanted to prevent the spread, first, they would consider a natural immunity. Because natural immunity, you know, it's a huge buzzword among conservatives, but it's a legit thing. Where, you know, when you look at the definition... I mean, like... You like that was everyone believed in natural immunity for chicken pox. If someone got chicken pox, you would all hang out so y'all can get chicken pox and and be immune. Yeah. So, so it, like the definition of herd immunity is literally by definition, um, the place in a society where enough people have gotten immunity through either vaccination or infection. So natural immunity so that, you know, a virus doesn't pose a threat of transmission, infection, and death, right, uh, of, you know, a society or people or whatever. Um, and that's why, again, the CDC changed the definition of what a vaccination is in September. This past September, they changed it from, you know, uh, getting a vaccine, so getting an injection that introduces a weakened or a certain version of a virus so that you develop immunity, and then now, if you look at the definition, they say it's it's a vaccine that provides protection. Protection. What the heck does that mean? That's an un, completely unscientific term. And see, I'm not a scientist, but I have a bachelor's in chemical engineering. I'm not a like an yeah, idiot. It's not close enough. <laughs> like like I'm I'm not an idiot. I've studied like STEM, like science, engineering. That was my whole life growing up. And then so protection. What does that mean? And so they made it intentionally vague so that they could justify on scientific terms to continue to jab you up till kingdom come and so i think people have to start realizing you'll never be fully vaccinated for these people because for you literally they have nothing to lose by always vaccinating you they only have things to gain and so they get more power more control they get drunk off their fame and their glory and their control and then after a while you realize well frick i can't even go get some fries at a local burger shop anymore Unless I get my 37th booster. And then so we have to start waking up and realizing, shoot, this is not just about our freedoms and our rights. It's literally about the future of this country. And I don't want to raise my children in a country where they have to forcibly get an, a, an injection and a permanent irreversible medical procedure in order to be a regular part of society. I don't want that. I don't think as Christians we should desire that. And we should, if we love our neighbor, fight against that kind of tyranny. I mean, honestly, I never really wanted to get into pot. Like, I, I never wanted to, like, do politics. I never wanted to talk about politics. And then COVID happened. I was like, okay, you know what? Like, I know it's so controversial, and I hated talking about politics. Like, I just, I never, I'm like, listen, like, I don't want to talk about it. It's just, like, I don't want to fight. Like, I, I don't want to argue. But then it came down to this. I was like, you know what? Like, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't because I'm not going to have my kids grow up in this world, like, I, I won't have it. Like, think about your children. Like, I, there's, there's just no way. Like, I will give it my all. I will fight everything to make sure that my kids can grow up in a world, like, where I want to have children, where it's, it's a safe world to grow up in. Like, I'm not going to have them grow up in some communistic country and, like, have you show a vaccine card every time you go somewhere. I don't want kids to think that that's normal. I mean, like the kids growing up now, they're like, oh, I have to wear a face mask everywhere I go. And like, you don't get to see people smile. And it's so weird. Like, it is just like, wait, who wants their kids growing up like this? Like, if you have children or you want children, this concerns you. 
if, if you like children, this concerns you. It doesn't even matter. Like this is about, it's not even just about fighting for you anymore. Cause some people are like, oh no, I'll just, I'll be quiet. And it, and it is what it is, but it's not about you anymore. Like it is now about the future of America. It's about our children and protecting them. Yeah. So everyone has an interest in this fight. It's not just about Christians versus whatever. Like it's it's not about anyone versus anyone. It's about people trying to protect their freedom and protect our children. Like it is so much deeper than just a political war. It is definitely like you said, like this is about your spirituality and it is about protecting people. Like we I'm not just fighting for for Christians and I'm not just fighting for conservatives to not get vaccinated or have a vaccine mandate. It is for everyone who wants that freedom of choice. Like this is about keeping our country a free country because this is just, it's the rest of the world is looking very different right now and people are losing all of their rights because they gave up a little too much and now it's going to be really hard to get back. Mm. So this is this is what the fight is about. It is about protecting everyone. So absolutely, you got everyone has an interest in this in this fight. If, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, well, like I, I don't really care for the vaccine mandate, you do care. Because it's going to affect you one way or another, and no one cares until it happens to them. But it will happen to you. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen to someone in your family. It's going to happen to your your children. It's going to happen to someone, and it's going to get it's going to hit home. And when it does, it's going to be too late. So, we all have to just start making these changes. Absolutely. So, what what is your advice to someone listening to this, and they're like, "Oh, you know what? I'm apprehensive. I'm I I want to just be a little silent about this. I don't know if I." If I want to step into that and, and be loud and and just stand up for my values because I don't want to cause controversy, what would you say to that person that's on that's uh, like on the line right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, get over yourself. It's more important than yourself. <laughs> and so, kind of you you just mentioned it, but it's not about our rights, right? Like it 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 is, but it's not like oh, like you know what. You know, if I get hurt from all this, then whatever, right? It's like, if I have to do it, if I'm inconvenienced, then whatever. It's so much bigger than that. And I think people have to start realizing that. Christians who are just apathetic and just indifferent about what's going on in today's culture and in politics today, um, you have to wake up and realize, again, this is not about you. It's not about you. It's about your family. It's about your neighbor. It's about your friends. It's about posterity. It's about your children. It's about the future of this country. And to um, defer the culture war and defer fighting for a semblance of freedom to your children is not only lazy, it's evil. It is absolutely evil that you're not even fighting for your children. What kind of parent or future parent does that? Where we as parents, we have an obligation as adults to fight for our children, to provide for them, and to protect our children. And we, when we have government politicians and we have nefarious actors in Hollywood and media trying to indoctrinate and program your children with gender ideology, trying to chemically castrate them, and literally murdering over 2,000 babies in the womb every single day, to say like, oh, it's, it's politics... Get over yourself. It's not politics. It's spiritual warfare. The demons are coming for our kids. And this is where, again, I'm getting fired up because I kind of... I like it. I get tired from all this. I really do. Like, it's very tiring to keep up with the news and to stand up and be vocal and to know what's actually going on, to discern right from wrong because the media lies to us every single day. But they're coming for our children. And when when I realized that, I'm like, frick, like, 
God really cares for our children. It's so important. Children are so important. God always talks about provisions in the Old and the New Testament to protect and provide for our children, to provide space so that they would thrive and that, would, that they would be protected. That's why marriage and family is so important because that's the institution that God has ordained so that kids would be protected and raised in virtue and in love and with care. Um, but also, Jesus in Matthew 18 says that it's better if you tie a millstone around your neck and drown to the depths of the sea than it is to cause any of what, any of these little ones to stumble. And I also say this, people don't know this, but the first person to rejoice at the news and the realization of the coming of the Messiah was a pre-born baby. It was John the Baptist in the womb of Elizabeth. He literally leapt for joy. And then some people are like, oh, this just a leap for joy. No, literally in, the, in Luke 1, it says... The angel came to Elizabeth and said, you will have John, you will bear son John and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even in his mother's womb. So he was filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb and he leapt for joy knowing that Jesus is coming to save humanity from their sins so they could be reconciled to the father. And so you don't th you're not fighting for these babies while they're being torn apart limb by limb. They're cold, their skulls being crushed. They're being starved to death under the guise of women's rights and reproductive health care and women's health care. Abortion is not health care. It is absolute murder. It's absolute murder. And God is not pleased with the shedding of innocent blood. And, and so a lot of these things are very inherently deeply spiritual. And, and again, the people who pay the price of your indifference and your laziness is not you. Yeah, whatever. If you have to suffer and be a little inconvenienced, whatever. But it's our children. And if you keep deferring this stuff to our children so that they would have to suffer more, you are not little. I, 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 I'll just end it there. I have a lot more words to say about that. But <laughs> I'm just saying it's they're coming for your children and it's not just politics. It's not just about standing up for my rights. It's literally about defending freedom as defined in the word of God so that we would have the liberty to do good and to pursue justice and to do what is right in the eyes of God and to, to say no and reject what is evil and that which will destroy you. And so, again, it's spiritual, it's biblical, it's not just political. And we have to realize that and Christians, you need to wake up because, again, even you can try to keep your head in the sand and just ignore all of it. Oh, it's so controversial. But they will come for you. And literally, they're doing that right now. You can't escape it in Target, in Walmart, in Subways, in every single place. Everywhere you go, they're shoving gender and BLM and racial politics down your throat. And you're going to have to start realizing you can't run away from this. And if you can't run away from it, you got to stand firm in the truth of, of the word of God and also in the truth of what is right or wrong. That is what I have to say. <laughs> I, I love that. I feel like that... That hyped me up, so I, I hope it hyped everyone else up. But yeah, that is exactly what we need to focus on. It's not about it's not about politics. It's, it's not about being right or wrong anymore. It goes deep, and you all have a piece of this pie. This going on in this world it has to do with you, or it's gonna have to do with you in one way or another. This will affect everyone. So. I know it can be scary to just stand up for your beliefs and be like, oh, I'm, I might lose a friend or two or like people might not like me. It's not about being liked. It's not about having a lot of friends like this is not if that's what you're focusing on, you're that the issue here isn't controversy like you have priorities like that are feeding the evil. So reprioritize, regroup, refocus and find your faith and 
I promise you, if you find your faith and you walk close to your faith, it it will solve those problems of not wanting to be or wanting to keep friends and wanting to keep followers and wanting to keep the peace. So <laughs> I hope everyone enjoyed this because I did. It was great to have you, Kingman. Did I, did I wait? Did I say it right this time? Nope. Kang, Kangman. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I feel like I'm just, <laughs> anyway, I don't want to butcher your name. I'm so sorry. Um, but thank you so much for, for coming on here. I really appreciate it. I think this hyped me up so much and I was just, I am glad that we got to have this discussion and I hope that we can get everyone out here and get out of your shell and stand up for your values. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night.